Welcome back to School of Science Radio. I'm Gino Ganello. Uh, and, uh, we're back here after a little bit of a summer break. Um, before we get into things and, and introduce our, um, our RBM writer today, uh, just clearing up some things that happened over the summer. Matthew is no longer with RBM. He got a job in Wales. So um, I am still with the podcast. The podcast will still continue, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for Matthew, but unfortunately for us, we no longer have him with us. Um, but again, we appreciate, you know, he was great to work with. We loved having him on the pod. We loved having him working here at RBM and wish, we wish him all the best luck moving forward. Um, you know, he's going to do a great job in whatever he does. So, um, you know, I'm sure you'll hear his name more than, more than enough over the coming years as he, uh, you know, continues his, his journey as a journalist uh, in, in the world. And uh, now to get to who is joining me today, uh, as I said, we'll probably be rotating some RBM writers, but thankfully due to Everton being in America, we actually have an RBM writer who was there this week. So uh, we're going to bring on Brian Foley. Brian, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing today, Gino? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Probably uh, not as good as you, though, as you've been uh, kind of getting the full Everton experience there. We're going to get into all of it. Um, but first, let's, I guess, start with um, – we'll start off first. Before we get into the game or anything coming up, let's start with kind of the fan experience. Obviously, this is something different than um, a lot of us really have experienced here. The last time Everton was in America was a while ago, and I remember they played in San Francisco against Juventus. Um, and it's been a while since they've been back. So take us through kind of what's been the, you know, experience for you getting there, you know, just kind of what, I guess, going through once you got there. Yeah, thank you, Gino. First off, shout out to Matthew, who really helped, I think, push RBM to new heights and in new directions. So, uh, you know, good to him. I enjoyed working with him. Uh, no, it's been um, it's been an incredibly interesting few days here to start. Uh, yesterday's pregame um, tailgate experience was an in, uh, an incredible mix of uh, of fans, and I say that in this way: like you mentioned, the last time they were here was twenty thirteen. Yeah, you know, I think so. I think about eight about years. It. Yeah, yeah. So what's happened since then you had the 2014 world cup tim howard got introduced and introduced soccer to a lot of american fans in 2014 and i say that because if you go on the rbm twitter account those interviews you know a number of the fans that i'm asking hey you know what what brought you here and it's like well i became a fan in 2014 and they say it like, I've been a fan a long time. You know, not like, I just became a fan. They say it like, oh, like, I've been a fan for, you know, I'm going on seven years. I'm in the, the, the back end of a decade here. So then you had fans. Um, I interviewed a couple um, from Liverpool who live in Texas. And, you know, they grew up in Liverpool. Uh, I asked them, you know, how long they, they were like lifelong fans, but them they didn't have to specify uh <laughs> but um they uh you know and they said the same thing like you know i grew up going to games and then i moved to america and then i regularly saw them and now i'm really excited to see them again and so what was kind of circulating through the group no matter if you were a new fan of seven or eight years ago or a fan um you know a lifelong fan everybody was really appreciative 
of the opportunity. You know, there's a palpable sense of gratitude about man, especially coming after last year, you know, not just the circumstances of it not being here, but the circumstances of people kind of gathering, et cetera. Uh, you know, you, you really felt a sense in the fan experience of like, let's enjoy this. Let's not take it for granted. Yeah. How, how long have you been a fan, Brian? Oh, uh, I've been a fan since uh, about oh, oh three, oh four, the yeah, year yeah. before. Cha- yeah, I think it so, was about oh three. Yeah, a little bit longer than me. I, I've been since the Landon Donovan Everton days. You know, back right, when Landon yeah. was on loan there. Um, I've been a fan there, but it's 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 funny you say you talk about twenty fourteen, and it's like even for me, I'm like, ooh, I've even been a fan longer than that, and it's it's kind of crazy to think. Um, you know, 2014, like you mentioned, it's, it was a big year for American soccer and soccer in America um, because, like you said, Tim Howard was introduced to the world um, in that and, and to a lot of Americans. And I think that's when it really took off. That's when you started to see NBC's broadcasts start to pick up and then start to present more games. And uh, the accessibility to Americans for, you know, soccer overseas became significantly bigger. So, you know, obviously. Well, also, oh, I'm sorry. No, go but ahead. Tim Howard's move to Manchester United, I think, you know, for the casual fan was like, oh, an American went to Manchester United. And that was back yeah. in uh, 05, I think, right? 04, yeah, 04, 05. You know, so then I think that momentum carried right into probably right about the time you're saying you became a fan, right? Mm-hmm. Because then yeah. he goes there, then you get the loan spells with Landon Dot, you know, and it all kind yeah. of snowballs. Um, so, so again, it was interesting to see all this, you know, you were, you're basically, describing with you another subset of fan that I met yesterday at yeah. the tailgate and they were coming from all over the country uh Texas you know and for people like you know if, if you're listening to this in the UK when we say like they jaunted over from Texas to Florida you know you're talking a 1500 mile trip um yeah. which is also a lot of kilometers um yeah 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 it's it's <laughs> Google it. it. It's like traveling uh, <laughs> from country to country in Europe. You know, it's it's a it's a long distance. This is like going to UEFA Champions League match. People driving from Ohio. You know, I myself, I drove you know twelve hours. Yeah. Uh, to get down there, and and honestly, it was pretty easy. There's like literally one road that connects it. It was like five turns, but it it, it was a really it, it's really fun to be in any group of people who are really appreciative of what's going on. You know, yeah. and so. I think that added to uh, just having a really positive atmosphere. There was no negativity, you know, and we may talk about it later, but there's no real negativity about Rafa. There, there wasn't, no, and you know, a lot of that has to do with sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah, absolutely. If your ties but start from like the places that you and I just described as being a fan and not from being born four houses next door. But again, those fans live here too. Like I said, I literally met a couple, you know, and so it, it, it's just, it was a collision of genuine fandom, you know, to meet, uh, you know, to, to meet the woman that organized kind of the big tailgate. You know, she, she lives uh, in Orlando and she was like, oh, they're coming to Orlando. She called the club and the club like supported her, you know, she was basically yeah. like, <laughs> and, and they, she said they, uh, they, they wanted to have it in the car park. She's like, yeah. no, 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 no. We do this at the tailgate. Like, we do this, this is going to be an American-style tailgate. Uh, yeah. You know, your kid's kicking the ball around and stuff, but it was. So, you know, it, uh, football, soccer, it doesn't matter. It was a really cool atmosphere, and it was a lot of smiles and a lot of people who 
uh, we're really looking forward to the opportunity uh, to see them in person and then, um, you know, and, and especially with, if, the, if they had planned a whole week around it, that, that we've, yeah. we've had a second match. And um, in fact, I talked to the, uh, the organizer of it today and he was describing to me uh, kind of the process of how they eliminated teams. And he's like, we went from Tuesday morning having a meeting, like, so we need two teams. <laughs> he's like, by Tuesday night, they're not sure if they have any teams. By Wednesday night, they were calling four or five teams and being like, no, we don't need you. He's like, so, um, you know, I think that with all the uncertainty, you know, he even asked me, he's like, what, how are the fans reacting? And I was like, I think to the fans, if they have two competitive games, you know, and for them, just two uh, last games night in was general. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And the, the game last night was, was really competitive and yeah. uh, it was really enjoyable to watch. Uh, Monaros really, really showed up and played well. And so it all just fed in together and their fans yeah. were great. They had firecrackers going off. They had a, like a full band. They had more TIFOs taking it. It was just, you know, it's flares before the game. It's slow to kick off. It just, it was a really good soccer atmosphere, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, and the mix of the South American and a little bit of the European and the American, it was really, it was really enjoyable, you know, so it's been a fun week. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I think the one thing is, you know, for us here in America, you know, with the amount of people that are here and, and, and the popularity of the sport, you know, when you're American and you don't have a team in the English Premier League, a lot of people tend to go for the Manchester United's because they were popular back then. And, and, you know, the Chelsea's, the Manchester cities now, um, we, I, I don't know about you, but I haven't found too many Everton fans other than really the RBM group chat really in America. So I don't really come across too many, but I'm sure it's cool to be able to come together and, and, and join in something that you all have a similar interest in and all similarly probably don't have too many people that you know that you can talk about this with would be my guess. Um, was there like a lot of fans there that, you know, were like that? And, and, and how many fans really were there, you know, would you say, you know, rough estimate oh man uh uh do you want it in the metric system or do you want american <laughs> uh, no, i'm just kidding <laughs> it's like five thousand people so it's like 3500 people in your own no i'm just kidding <laughs> i think it was like probably 10 to twelve thousand people kind of the lower half of a whole bowl yeah, yeah. was uh was full um the press box unfortunately kind of silenced a lot of the the in crowd sound but i talked to pat who was in the crowd um and uh maybe we'll chat with him after the end of the week uh and he can talk about his different experiences he's doing some some different things yeah um but uh but the uh the it, it was it was a pretty big crowd it's said probably 12 13,000 people yeah. and and as you mentioned uh it's being around a whole bunch of people that you already have inside jokes with you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, that yeah. you don't have to explain. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Intro's Townsend on a free. Could be worse. Could be Yannick Velasi. <laughs> you know? And everybody around you gets it. You get, you know, like your jokes feel funny because they yeah. have context yeah. that you don't have to provide. Um, yeah, absolutely. But no, that, that's the cool part, you know, is that you can have like a legitimate breakdown about, you know, like backups from years ago and people's different experiences. Um, you know, and then, like you said, their experiences as um, as uh, fans of a team that you don't just bump into somebody wearing an Everton jersey at, mm -hmm. you know, at 
Wawa or at, you know, uh, Sheets or, you know, wherever you are. You yeah. don't just go like, hey, oh, look at that. Some some guy's wearing a, a you know, a Seamus Coleman jersey. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and so when you bring together people, it's all people who are such fans, too, that they've sought other people out. Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder how many silent fans are there, you know, like maybe there are, there are more Everton fans that yeah. if you can make, if we can figure out a way to, to make it, you know, more, uh, more accessible, but you know, it, it comes in, in strides. You're also seeing second generation Everton yeah. fans too, which is interesting because now like I've got kids. Yeah. What's your favorite color? I asked my son blue. What color do we hate? Red. Perfect. <laughs> he asked last night, our blue team won, right? Yes, son. Yes. But like, that's a whole, you know, but those, those people that became Everton fans from Tim Howard are now creating a whole new fan base too. Yeah. So, you know, that's wider. And, and so you figure that it, it'll branch out a little bit, you know, you mm. have to have those things in a society. Yeah. Um, and you saw that because of, how appreciate how much the Colombian fans appreciated Yamez Rodriguez, you know, having those, you know, and then again, speaking of the organizer who's lamenting, not having somebody like Gary Mina there, who not only is Colombian, but is a personality, you know, yeah, somebody yeah, who would have yeah, been yeah, a perfect yeah. person to kind of yeah, yeah, play yeah. both sides. And, you know, he can, and so, um, but uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, a really nice atmosphere and uh it it felt it felt like a little bit more than a preseason match if you will yeah um, yeah it, it you know i'm not gonna pretend like uh it was a, <laughs> you know, you know, a final cup <laughs> right but it's late july and you're trying to um acclimate your players to playing in in full speed games and and you saw it and I think a good example is that at the end of it, the only person that did addition that was doing like additional running after the game was Tom Davies, who only played like 17 minutes. So basically, anybody that played over 20 minutes, they felt like got a good run out. So yeah, yeah. I think that that's a pretty indicative of um, of how the team reflected upon it. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, what what were some of the activities that they had for you? You know, we've seen some of the videos, obviously. Uh, the interview that they did with Tim Howard in, in front of the fans with obviously the, you know, the, the songs being sung, which was really cool. But what were some of the other activities that you've done so far this week um, that, that were set up by this kind of whole fan experience thing? Um, they had a 5v5 on Friday night um, that had a, a pretty interesting mix of players. Um, you know, Kaka was there, uh, Falcao, um, another a number of other incredibly talented players whose names deserve far more recognition than I'm going to be able to recall um <laughs> you know but like there <laughs> there was like a local high school teacher who like played for palace in the 80s <laughs> and uh That's you know and so like they got him out and so it was like a bunch of high school teachers who had like legit backgrounds you know who played like you know in the championship for five or six years you know yeah, that yeah. now we're like you know anyway so um that group came together and it was really fun to kind of see, you know, because you can't bring all those people whose livelihoods are based on their competitiveness and not have it be competitive. So mm-hmm. it immediately was kind of like, ha, ha, okay, well, you're not going to pass me. Okay. Well, you know, and <laughs> yeah. it, it kind of picks up that, that tempo, like, well, we're still going to win, right? Like yeah. we're playing something. Um, 
and then foot golf uh, this morning. Um, they had a uh, kicking off with uh, Kaka and Tim Howard were, were paired up playing, and you know it was kind of best ball, and that got so com- that's been so competitive in previous seasons that they literally got refs for every single cart who was marking every single shot for every single team because in previous years there had been such scandalous amounts of cheating. Uh, <laughs> Of course. So it was funny. Yeah, like the organizer who's uh you know speaking in, in three languages. He's like giving the rules in English, then he's like giving them in Spanish, and he gives them in Portuguese, but he's like, hold yeah. on a second. I want somebody who has perfect Portuguese to do this. Yeah, I don't want yeah, you guys yeah. cheating either. So he goes over and and so um yeah, they were they were playing uh some foot golf this morning and uh nice. you know, so uh there's a, another meetup tonight um with uh I think Graham Sharp's gonna be there. Um, awesome and uh, so they're really really given kind of go ahead yeah no i think pat and i'll both be there and hopefully be able to kind of you know give a give her some feedback from that as well but yeah they've they've really provided a number of really cool opportunities to uh kind of engage with um you know the the team and uh everton themselves have been very uh very receptive and you know they kind of it's interesting. They still kind of handle like Tim Howard, if you will. So it's all kind of intermingled. You know, he's comfortable yeah. with their people so much so that they're like, well, you don't really work. You don't really work forever. To, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, but, but he's such an ambassador and he's so part of the family. So, mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, I think Wednesday's game is going to be really competitive and the teams that they got to replace, you know, Pumas is a really good team and, uh, National and um, Milanaros are incredibly uh, intense rivals. Yeah, from Columbia. So uh, that'll be a good I'm, one I'm definitely sure. going to hang out for that one and, and yeah. watch uh, watch what takes place and from the safety of the press box. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we'll we'll, um, we'll get into a little bit of that later too, and kind of again, your kind of go over your plans for for the rest of the week and looking forward, whatnot. But um, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll kind of go dive deep into the game and, and, you know, get your thoughts and whatnot and, and kind of break this down. So take a quick, great, quick break and we'll be right back. All right. We're back here, uh, on school science radio. Again, it's Gino Ganello joined by Brian Foley. We're talking about the past kind of week. Um, this is kind of, we're just focusing on the U S tour the u.s uh it's kind of a u.s tour special it, it will get into you know transfer stuff and and things like that um you know on another episode but we're kind of focusing on uh, on what's happened over the past few days because brian was there and and brian now let's get into the game a little bit obviously everton win the florida cup you know champions of the florida cup <laughs> um after one game uh beating molinaros uh on penalty kicks uh, 1-1, Damari Gray scores the penalty for us after Milanaros had scored an early goal in the first half um, off a corner kick. Uh, so, Brian, take me through what kind of you saw out there. Obviously, you were there. Um, you know, I don't know if you had a – I'm assuming in the press box you had a pretty good view of the field and, and the pitch and, 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 you know, what was going on. What, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, it was certainly a tale of two halves. Um... And uh, I think, however, that there are a number of things that go into that. Um, one, we're playing against the side who's in the middle of their season. They're the number three side in their 
you know, in their league. They're having success. They're on a winning, they're in the middle of a winning run. Andros Townsend joined like 72 hours ago. <laughs> I have sodas that I'm drinking that are older than Andros Townsend's contract, um, who was incredibly impressive in the first half, but I'll get to him in a minute. Um, so there's a lot of that, you know, traveled overseas. First, our first competitive match outside of our training facilities, uh, you know, Accrington and that, uh, and, and Black, uh, Blackburn, I believe it was. That's uh, yeah. that we scrimmaged. Yeah. That, um, Blackburn, yeah. you know, take kind of, which, which just offer a whole different aspect. And, um, you know, um, Tim Howard mentioned it today about like togetherness, that the whole point of it is people coming together. And so um, I think in the first half, I, I don't think Rafa put any thought into what Milanaros was going to line up. In. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean that in a, at this time in preparation for a season, you're thinking about what you want to do. Yeah. You'll then respond because you're obviously going to be working on your defensive shape when they've got the ball here, where we're going to go. And you saw that in the first half, uh, but the ball just moved a little quicker. Players were more familiar with each other. Uh, you had, you know, Townsend on one wing. You had Alex Iwobi playing on the left wing. So, <laughs> just wanted to let that just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't offer the same look as Richarlison. <laughs> he doesn't offer the same look even as, like, Bernard did. You know, Wait, who? Alex Iwobi? You're talking about Alex Iwobi? <laughs> to his – to his credit, and, and we'll, again, second half, he had a better, a much better productive second half. Um, but in the first half, you you know, you, you saw us keeping our shape. Mm-hmm. You, you saw why he signed somebody like Andrews Townsend. Yeah. Every time we won the ball, Luca Dean was looking across the field in behind for Andrews Townsend. And it was successful. And I, and I don't mean that to be like, hey, we're going to be alone. I mean that in a it's a tool in our toolbox that we have not had. Yeah. When you think about especially the opposite winger from a Richarlison. Mm-hmm. So who is getting in behind? It's usually Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he's got the ball out wide. We don't want him out wide. We want him inside the six-yard box heading it in and kneeing it, you know, using his big old body, uh, mm-hmm. big old purse-wheeled himself to knock it on <laughs> into the goal. Uh, and um, no disrespect, by the way, dude's fashionable. Um, but you know, you, Andrews Townsend got in behind a number of times and you saw kind of the team working to catch up a little bit, you know, when that ball was, was, was gotten behind the separation between midfield and stuff, but that's all kind of, you know, that comes with the, the season and, and those kind of things. Um, and then Milanaris just had the ball really for the, the predominant amount in the first half, uh, A lot of people pick on Moise Keane, and I just want to say that he's not a striker in the way that people would like him to be. He doesn't – he's just not productive with his back to goal. Like, that's not what he does. Even when he was at PSG, he played largely as a winger running towards the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, when you – how many times did you see him be like, well, he scored, but it's a knock-in. Okay, because he's making that run-in from the backside where yeah. – you know, the crosses were coming in. He, And so in the first half, the only outlet that was had was him in between not being in season form and not playing to his strength. 
he struggled a lot to create. And then when he did have a real good look from a Luka Dean corner, or uh, we recycled a corner kick, excuse me. Um, and uh, he couldn't, his header went just over uh, the bar. Um, yeah, he wasn't unable to convert, but it'll be interesting. And I've got thoughts on the long term about it. Of If he does stick around, I do think he can be productive as, you know, as an option playing slightly underneath a, a Calvert Lewin and running onto that ball and yeah, well that's know. the Anyways, thing too. So it, it was yeah. there were multiple times I felt like he was making good runs. It was just missed. They just didn't hit the pass at the right time, or you know they didn't see the pass right away. And uh, you know I was watching him kind of specifically because I really wanted to see what he was doing out there and 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 see if he can you know find a way in the, in the goal and whatnot and you know, run into a goal and whatnot. But um, but I thought he made some good runs and like you said, it just. He's not Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's not going to be the guy who's the target man and with his back to goal and, you know, dishing wide. And, you know, it's, he's a different kind of striker, and that's okay. That's kind of what we need is a different kind of striker to complement um, um, Calvert-Lewin. And then just uh, on your point on Townsend, you know, I think the, in terms of what you said, you're absolutely right. You know, just he not only gets behind, but he can cut in. And as we saw with that ball that whipped against the crossbar, um, you know, can cut in and, and can whip that shot in. And that's, you know, having that versatility along with getting Seamus or whoever may be it right back by the start of the season, coming around the outside, you know, it, it just creates a little bit, you know, of a, you know, just a few different options that we have there instead of just, you know, one option or, or you know, kind of like a very predictable play. So um, I, I, I like that, but continue with uh, kind of your analysis of the game. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it was the things that – I think it was what we were grasping at when we signed Theo Walcott. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, he is almost like – he's like the inversion of Moise Keane and that he's not a winger. He's really a goal scorer who needs to be playing. You know, he, his whole life was, you know, kind of making those interior runs, not mm-hmm. whipping in crosses. Like, so um, – and – Another point to that is that, you know, who are the midfielders that were playing with him? Yamas Rodriguez, uh, Decore, and Allen, who've never played with Moise Keane before. Yeah. They didn't play with him last season. He was on loan. So they're all really, just for the first time, stepped into a competitive environment playing with him and with Andrew Townsend on the right wing. Mm-hmm. First time, you know, they met him like yesterday. <laughs> so, um, Tactically, they were unable to be as productive in the press in their first half. Yeah. So I'll leave it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And then individually, you know, people, I say people, saw a little bit of shtick for him. I thought Allen looked really good. I think mm-hmm. we're going to love those little snarky tackles, uh, the little kind of toe poke tackles. I think that, again, is something that comes with uh, season, in season timing versus preseason timing. Uh, you know, a couple of the little fouls that he picked up mm-hmm. were, you know, it's he's been running around for a few weeks and those guys down there were, and it was hot, but it was like European hot. It wasn't like Florida hot, just yeah, to be yeah. clear. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> they've been uh, they've been complaining about the heat over there. I think it's 75. I, I know it's like it's sunny just because it's sunny doesn't mean it's like, you know, this isn't uh, it was I think it was like 86, 87, but about halftime most of the field was shaded so it, it was hot yes it was it was it warm for sure but it wasn't uh it it it, 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 it wasn't prevent... you know, 2014 world cup hot in brazil you know 
like right. where it's like you know right. 95 this was not manaus yeah right. yeah in the middle of the amazon yeah. uh, <laughs> you know it's florida it's the middle of a swamp so yeah. uh <laughs> if you've never been it's lovely it's just a big drain swamp um <laughs> enjoying my time here yes um, no, but, uh, yeah so in the second half you know that was kind of the is it you you saw the changes gordon came on broadhead came on damari gray came on uh john joe kenny came on um and uh and so and i'm jpg somebody, oh uh he came on later andre yes, yeah. gomesh came on uh at yes yeah, yeah yeah and then JPJ uh, G came on later, but we'll talk more about him. I think he's yes. going to be one of those a massive, massive player for us. But Me too. we shifted to like a four-four-two with two forwards, uh, and it was a noticeable difference. We disrupted their passing rhythms in the back, um, which is interesting too, because I, I, as you saw it, it was like, "Ooh, is Andre Gomes going to get stretched out with uh, with Allen in there?" Um, but kind of able to still maintain uh you know a, a semblance of balance because there was a little less freedom for their center backs to kind of mm-hmm. step up and draw any pressure from midfield in the first half and then they just kind of play around Yamez who you know is not fast he has many many amazing attributes that make him like an amazing player breakaway speed is not one of them <laughs> combined him and Andrews Townsend and you probably have a perfect soccer player um I think his name's Messi. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> seriously, though, really, like, isn't that what he? Uh, but no, but in, in those different, you know, uh, Broadhead and and Damari Gray were able to. The, we won the ball a little bit higher, and then with Alex Awobi, then kind of played as an outside midfielder along with Anthony Gordon, the other side, who took away their outside backs, who were really pressed up high in the first half, which gave us a lot of trouble because it was pushing our wingers back, but in that four, four, two, you can just kind of create a shape. And then we did a good job in the midfield stepping in. I think that's why you also saw a lot of fouls in the second half too early on. Mm-hmm. What people maybe gave Alan a hard time for was they were asking him and uh, Andre Gomes, who again, a wonderful soccer player who has many, many talents. <laughs> Speed is not one of them. Um, <laughs> Which unfortunately has been the case for a lot of Everton right. players recently. <laughs> right. But not Damari Gray and not Andrews oh. Townsend. I think it's incredibly obvious in that aspect of why we did what we did and who we saw. You know, and the, yeah. just that, oh, yeah, that's a thing you're allowed to do. You could just kick it over the top and let yeah. the really fast guy run onto it. Um, and uh, and so then in the second half, we, we, we won the ball and Alex will be kind of cut inside and, and was able to kind of feed the forwards. Nathan Broadhead was impressive. Thought he was like 18, apparently he's 23. So, um, you know, the Everton youth, youth, the Everton youth <laughs> system should be in quotation marks. And yeah. Everton youth. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we all used like, to be youths. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Youth right now is only two years younger than me. <laughs> yeah, right. Youth by what? Like you can't rent a car yet, so yeah. like you're still youth, right? Uh, no, but but which we have done a better job of of turning that over, mm-hmm. and also in the last few seasons. Absolutely, no, yeah. But um, but but they they did a good job. And Demari Gray again, you see, he's besides. I thought know, I thought he was awesome. The, yeah, he just he offers that threat. You know, you you yeah. realize 
the opportunities that are provided because of what a team does to adjust to yeah. that type of speed mm -hmm. and dynamism and a player again who's somewhat comfortable on both feet i mean i'm not you know he's not reliant on his technical ability yeah you know but he's comfortable enough to to threaten to his left and to his right um and then you know in the first half by the way Asmir Begovic kept us in the match made a couple of major saves he looked really good he looked really focused uh, I'm big on body language with keepers by the way and in you know besides the whole PK and you know saving it which is you know really cool and everything um <laughs> I mean it's cool yeah uh he uh he just carries himself like i've done this before mm -hmm. you know and that's something that everton really i think you're gonna see the same thing even with andrew is like yeah we know what to do it's a premier league season we understand how hard it is how long yeah. it is and the right attitude but also the right pro professionalism and respect for, mm -hmm. for what they're doing um you know those things that the last few seasons felt like we were so caught up in, in a lot of that. So anyway, in the second half, those changes made a big difference and JPG came on and uh, I mean, he's just a different soccer player than we've had. Um, mm. He's like, uh, he's like Decore in a lot of ways. Um, he's just more dynamic on the ball. Yeah. And his separation is incredible in the, in the first two steps. He's, he's so big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's just big. He's yeah, like he's, just... I, yeah, I saw the Twitter account. I don't know if it was you tweeting it, but just a, a unit is, is a good yeah. one to describe him. JPGGG unit is yeah. his nickname <laughs> for me. Is JPGGG unit. Is, uh, but he moves, but like not in any awkward way, you know, not in that like Scott McTominay robot way, you know, who's a really good player and everything, but just, you know, is still, you know, big. Uh, Nemanja Matic kind of big. Mm -hmm. uh but uh the ability to push the ball forward yeah and i i don't see why we don't and how we don't end up with him and Allen and decore in the midfield yeah and really have a genuinely dynamic midfield uh -huh. and it's crazy to think that if we hang on to all of our pieces but then that allows somebody like moise keen to then instead of being a winger he can be you know, can can come inside, and this is why Denzel Dumfries is hopefully yes. packing his bags for uh, our Merseyside. <laughs> Aim high, Brian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just you the, and me just both. The best. Yeah, just like one of the yeah, just one of the highly most highly rated young right backs in Europe. But you know, um, but we've got a Dutch guy too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll talk to you. Yeah. Uh, Marcel Brands is here, by the way. Um, yes, yes, I saw. Yeah, you've seen him mingling around. Uh, so, and then the you know then we really started to turn over, and the game got a little bit just kind of wonky. Yeah. Uh, nobody's fault, just late mm -hmm. late changes. But you know, it was a uh, it was a really good showing. It's it's always the first public experience for our three new signings were all incredibly positive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, and I. Go ahead. And that's huge. And that's yeah. huge. No, that's all I was gonna say, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that it's it is huge. And I think I think you're right. You know, holding on to these pieces and getting a, like a right back that can you know be the Luca Dean type right back or right back um, you know to replace Coleman uh, as Dean did to, to Baines. Um, I, I honestly I think that's you know that's like the real piece that I think is missing 
from this puzzle because again, I think with the new signings that we've gotten, it adds depth and it adds kind of a you know a variety of things we can do in attack, which is great. So um, we'll see over the next few weeks um, what the deal is and who gets you know who gets brought in and 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 who gets sent out. Obviously, there's been a lot of chatter about the possibility of Hamas leaving. You know, um, you know, there's been some chatter about Andre Gomez. There there is some you know book getting people off the books that that need to be done, but um, and, and to sign a player like Dumfries, I think we do. I think it's been noted that we do need to sell some people, but um, that's something we'll get in, into a you know a different episode. But um, Yamez, let, let me if I can comment just for a second. Yeah, yeah. Yamez didn't look like a player that Rafa Benitez plays. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't, it, and that's not to go. It just, and that doesn't mean that there won't be games that he won't be useful when a team is really sitting in deep against us. Yeah. But then it just, you know, so I, I, when you look at who he's brought in and you look at Yamez's tool, you know, tools, uh, I, I just wouldn't be surprised to see him go to a, go back to a Spanish side. Yeah. Um, I I would notice. Yeah. And you notice we've gotten rid of players who really don't play and we're adding players who are going to play, not might play, not going to U18s and they'll be maybe ready in three, you know, yeah. we're, we signed three professional soccer players. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Premier league soccer players. Let's go. You've added the depth in that way. And, uh, and again, I had a good chat with uh, Tim Howard kind of gave me his thoughts on that. Uh, type up a little bit more on that but yeah yeah it was uh it, it was I, I think that that was the most evident part was you would have really noticed it if you add in the english players you know where does dominic calvert lewin start okay well he starts for moise Kane. okay well that makes moise Kane a backup yeah okay that's a pretty that's good to, you know i'll tell you <laughs> right all those pieces start to come in richarlison yeah. yeah and you know and and Pickford, obviously, and all of a sudden, the whole team is comfortable with Begovic you know, because yeah. you know he can do his thing. So yeah, yeah, of course. No, it's it's. I mean, listen, I think we're in a in a good spot again. Um, you know, we'll see where the transfers take us moving forward. But I think this was a good first run out. I know, you know, on Twitter, you know, there's there's those Everton fans who in the first preseason, you know, game that you can watch all year, you know, it's, it's the world is ending already. But um, but I think it was, you know, a good run out from the people we need to see good run outs from. And, um, you know, all around, I think that the team has quality there. Um, and now it's just about building on that. And we'll, you know, see on Wednesday what that's like. But before we get, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the future just to wrap things up. But we're going to take another quick break. Um, and we'll be right back after that. All right, and we're back. We're just going to wrap things up here. Kind of talk about what Brian's got planned and, 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 and Pat, who is also there. I know that they'll be um, out and about as Everton this week concludes here with Everton playing uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Brian, just take us through. I know you've mentioned some things. What are kind of your plans for the rest of the week and, and the, the fan experience plans? And, and then, of course, um, you know, going to the game on, on, on Wednesday and what you expect. Yeah, there's a, a gathering tonight with a, a, a couple of uh, Everton legends that uh, appears. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see who uh, who who makes an appearance. But that's a, a gathering, and then uh, 
tomorrow, I think there's a lot of um, just fan gatherings at uh, local watering holes and other establishments um, <laughs> that we might uh, venture off to and see if we can uh, meet up with. And then, you know, with the game, we'll uh, I'm sure we'll see a, a comparable tailgate. Uh, a lot of fans, again, that, that traveled in for the full experience, for the full two-game experience. Uh, and I would expect Pumas to, to again, bring a, uh, a pretty fun um, element to the, to the fan experience with their fans. You know, uh, they're, they're surely to have a backing in the area that will coalesce pretty quickly and, and come together to, to be supporters. So uh, it should be a fun, fun few days, and we'll uh, kind of be sharing some stuff we've learned with some conversations with some people that we've been able to have and, and, uh, and talk to and get some insights into the season coming up and uh, yeah, just yeah. Uh, continue to share what's been a, a fun trip so far. And one I think that's been productive on and off the field. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you expect any changes? Do we expect to see you expect maybe a change in formation with how well the four, four, two worked or, you know, some new players yeah. in that first lineup or. It's interesting to think, you know, you try to get inside Rava's head and think, mm-hmm. okay, you, ha- you knew you have two games. So, you know, you still got minute restrictions, obviously, on some people. Um, but you'd imagine that you would see a carryover from positive um, positive things. You know, would, it, would I be surprised to see Damari Gray and Andros Townsend? start on Wednesday if it's purely a who was productive and who wasn't kind of deal um, we could certainly see that um, as I mentioned I would love to see those two start uh, either side and see uh, JPG come into the midfield and see what that what that element brings us you know sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be the craftiness being able to win the ball 30 yards away from goal you only have to make like one pass and then you're yeah. in. Uh, and you saw that, you know, we saw that yesterday and we missed a couple opportunities, like you said. Um, and I think that that'll be something that they'll look to improve upon is you saw Moise Keen turn his hips, face the goal and ask mm-hmm. for the ball in behind and balls. Uh, I, I think at one, one tweet that uh, some people chuckled at, I, I think I said something along the lines of, uh, a will be, plays that ball through and the ball is uh, lacking. Uh, you know, it, uh, <laughs> it was, you know, just, but you, you try to rack some of that stuff up to early season. Um, yeah. And it was hot. Uh, <laughs> but I think you'll see all those, all those things come into consideration. It's actually supposed to be a bit warmer with some storms and stuff. So maybe they'll get cooled off a little by that on uh, on Wednesday, but yeah. Uh, I think you'll see it right because it's it's this game and it's man you and it's the season. So uh not much more time, not much time left. It's not much time. yeah, you can't they can't really um you know, this isn't the time to find out what, what people offer you. They've definitely mm-hmm. entered into the stage of uh we now understand the pieces that we have, uh, you know, how do we make this puzzle fit together? Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm sure when they get back you'll add in uh the new guys too and so we'll really get a sense, I think, from that game mm-hmm. into the Man U game, who has impressed over the course of this trip so far. You know, um, does Nathan Broadhead have an opportunity to be a third-string striker that, you know, kind of gets carried around and, and offers it up? Maybe he'll get a chance. Or was he just filling in for some minutes? If he doesn't make, you know, make a show on the field tomorrow, is there something to be read for and, and all that? 
So, um, yeah, I, th- I think we will get a sense, but I think he's really going to have to try and put together at least for 45 minutes decide that, you know, he wants to then get some momentum and working together. Uh, because if some of those guys are still on minute limits, uh, Andrews Towns and people like that, um, you've really got to take advantage of, of every minute on the field. So mm-hmm. my guess is we're going to see a really uh, focused, coordinated first half with, with uh, you know, the pieces that, that he's trying to fit together. And then in mm-hmm. the second half, uh, maybe take a look at, you know, a broadhead or John Joe Kenny players and see if he can decide, uh, you know, are they worth getting, you know, taking any losses on because they're not going to contribute and we can, you know, take them off the salary, if nothing else. Um, another thing that's been an impressive feat <laughs> over the last few weeks, the reduction of our salary. Uh, yeah. And that and that is just Bernard leaving. Um <laughs> Yeah, and, and we haven't seen so. Fabian Delph either, have we? I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Did he wasn't in the? He game. did not make the trip. Yeah, so I, you know, who knows what's yeah. happening there? That could be something, right? Yeah, I can yeah. And then, and then if we do end up, you know, if if he decides that Moise Keane's expendable, are we going to turn around and spend that money? Can we do that in a month? Yeah. What do we spend it on? We'd have to, we'd have to have a backup striker. Yeah. And, and I don't think he likes Nathan Broadhead that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you got to It wasn't know, that impressive. Yeah, and you got to, you know, it's um you got to assume that these guys that will be that are that are with the team right now will will be the ones who will be starting when the season starts up because, you know, Richardson's still at the Olympics and um Dom's, you know, been on vacation and won't be ready for then and Pickford probably won't be ready for then either, but um yeah, so it's – I mean, this is what we're rolling with for right now, so we'll see how it plays out. Um, Brian, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join us. Uh, we appreciate it and hope you can enjoy that uh, that beautiful Florida weather a little bit now as uh, as you have a little bit of a break. Um, and we hope, uh, you know, you enjoy the rest of the week. All right, thanks so much. We look forward to uh, bringing you guys more, and uh, we'll be uh, talking to you hopefully maybe at the end of this trip and we can wrap it all up. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, Thanks so much. Follow Brian for, um, you know, you know, follow the RBM account. Brian's going to be posting a lot of stuff over the next few days. So keep an eye on that. Um, but thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We're happy to be back. Um, and uh, make sure you just keep liking, subscribing, whatever you got to do to listen to the podcast each week. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.